Alright, I think we're live. So I just need someone in the comments to let me know if you can hear me properly. But all going well. This should be a lot of fun. So it's the 2nd of September 2019. I'm John LeBond coming to you from Saigon in Vietnam. Would you believe that? And today we're talking about 37 things normies believe. That's right. 37 things that normies believe. And I wrote this piece about three years ago. And in the time since then, I've added a few more things to what I think most normies believe. But this list is still, I think, a good starting point to get an idea of where you're at when it comes to the process of deprogramming. And Jonathan Brown in the live chat says he can hear me. That's good. Thumbs up. All good, JLB. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. So we're all good to go. So it is the 2nd of September, 2019. And today we're talking about 37 things normies believe. And so I'll go through each one of these items one by one. And I'll read out your comments from the live stream chat as well. And hopefully this should take somewhere between an hour and 90 minutes. Hopefully not too much longer than that. It's about 7.30 p.m. local time. And I thought, what am I going to do tonight? What am I doing by myself tonight? And I thought there's a number of options. The most sensible one is to stay right here and do a live stream full of you lovely people all around the world. So that's exactly what we're doing today. I thought the last live stream went pretty well and uh, that was just a test run. This is not a test run. I think I've got it down pat, but uh, it is impromptu. It's pretty much unorganized and it could go in any direction. Who knows what's going to happen over the next 60 to 90 to however many minutes. Who knows where this is going to go? But we know where it's going to start and it's going to start at 37 things normies believe. So this is an article that I first published like I said, about three years ago now. Let's just increase the screen there. October 2016. So what are we now, September? Yeah, about three years since I first published this piece. And what I was trying to do at the time was just list a whole bunch of things that most people believe most of the time. And in most cases, I used to believe. <clears throat> so I got into all of this about five years ago, uh, producing podcasts and videos and this kind of thing. And I got into this scene about a year before that uh, in terms of consuming people's content, watching videos and this kind of thing. So over that course of say six years, I've learned a whole ton of stuff. But more than that, I've unlearned a whole ton of stuff. Because school, as far as I'm concerned now, is there to teach you complete nonsense and to turn you into a moron or to help you become a moron. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because morons tend to be very happy. They don't think very much about the world, about life. They just they just live their life and they they just go to work and they go to pick up the kids on the way home from, from work or they take their kids to soccer practice or whatever. Or if they don't have kids, they just watch TV. They love TV. Normies love TV, man. They can watch hours of it a day and not even get bored. They love it. And, and so they're happy. So the whole, the whole thing with school making people stupid isn't necessarily an evil thing, in my opinion, but that is what it's there for. And so you leave school and you think you're so smart, but it turns out you know a whole bunch of complete nonsense. And so when I wrote this piece, it was about the halfway mark. If you look at 20, around 2013, when I started looking at this kind of material, through to today, I wrote this at about the halfway mark. So in a way, I guess it was a way for me to, to outline, and I guess in some ways to explore this idea of, well, what, what did I used to believe and now I don't believe, just from reconsidering what I thought I knew. 
And, and like I said, in the three years since then, I've learned more things and I've unlearned more things. But I still think this is a good, solid foundation to start with. So we're going to go through this bit by bit, and I'm just going to outline for you what the normies believe. Now, there's a good chance that you will still believe some of the items on this list, and there's nothing wrong with that. Firstly, maybe some of these things are true. Just because I'm the world's leading skeptic and the greatest mind of my generation, it doesn't mean that I know everything. Far from it. I could be wrong about all of these things, possibly. So, so if you believe some of these things, don't take it personally that I don't. Now, if you can hear some noise in the background, I did mention that I'm here in Saigon, and I've, that's uh, Ho Chi Minh City, here in Vietnam, the south of Vietnam. And I'm staying in an apartment that, um, it's an Airbnb. And it's pretty cool, I like it, but you can hear a lot of noise. So you can probably hear a sewing machine in the background <laughs> from one of my uh, one of my temporary neighbors. You might be able to hear the cars and the, the bikes and the buses and all the honking. Uh, they love their horns in, in this part, this particular part of Asia. And uh, you might hear all kinds of noises. So I do apologize for that, but it's just, it's just part, of the, uh, part of the experience. My next place, I'm going to, to Bangkok next in a couple of weeks. And from what I can tell from the, from the photos of the place that I've, that I've got, I think it'll be more quiet and more conducive to more professional production. But uh, for the time being, let's just enjoy the sounds of Saigon in the background. Uh, and if it starts raining, I'll have to stop because this place, you can't hear anything once it starts raining. It's, uh, it's a madhouse. But yeah, enough about all of that. Let's carry on with the show then. So, like I said, I made this back in 2016, but then I did a video review of it in the middle of 2017. And now that video review is available to all members of JohnLeBond.com. And in that particular video, which was also meant to be short, in fact, I think I, I think I thought I could get through all of these items in like an hour or so, and I got through the first 10 after like 90 minutes or something, and like, that's it. I'll come back and do the rest later. So you can go and see that video if you're a member of JohnTheBond.com. Just click that link, and it'll take you straight through. But today, we're going to do an overview of all of the items and just explain what it is that people believe. Let me just go and check the comments, see if anything's come through so far. Jamie H is in the live chat. Jamie H used to be known as Fake Spaceman in Space and Fake Clouds in Sky. And about, whew, I'd say, I'd say five or six years ago, he was putting out videos on the topic that would later be called Flat Earth. And so he was he was here before Mark Sargent or David Weiss or Geronism or any of those kinds of characters. And he was exploring the fake world of space. And, and then what happened was when the flat earth thing became big, he became involved in that, but he was never one of the, you know, like the, the main content creators of that scene. He was never one of them. He, he was a bit of an outsider, I guess, which is a good thing, I think. He was interviewed by Nathan Oakley, one of the first guests on Oakley's show. And then something happened where Jamie realized that flat earth is complete nonsense. And so he started Maybe he made videos about it, or I can't remember what he did, but then what happened was one of the Flat Earthers, these, these peaceful, loving Flat Earthers, doxed Jamie and or sent his family members all this nasty shit via emails. And yeah, there, there's some really rotten people involved in Flat Earth, just like there's rotten people involved in a lot of online truth scenes. Uh, there are some definitely in Flat Earth, and um, I don't know what happened to Jamie after that. He was gone for a couple of years. But he seems to be back now, so I hope you're in good health. I hope that everything is good. Brian Stavely is in the live chat. 
Brian's been putting out a lot of work lately on Mandela Effect. I probably won't be talking about Mandela Effect today, but uh, sometime it would be cool to have a chat with Brian and chat about all kinds of things. I'm not a personally a big believer in, in what people call Mandela Effect, but I'm a big fan of Brian's work from years ago when he was covering 9-11. He was one of the, the main people, in my opinion, who were exploring a lot of the problems with this notion that 3,000 people died or that the buildings were full of office, like real offices. He was one of the people exploring this idea that maybe the towers were not office towers. Because everyone just assumes that. Everyone just takes that on face value. Even people who consider themselves to be awake or red-pilled or truthers, they still just take it on face value that those 210-storey buildings were, were genuine office buildings full of, full of floor after floor after floor of real offices with real people. Right? People just don't even question that. It doesn't even occur to them that maybe that's not the case. And there was a bunch of people, Brian was one of them, who were looking at some of the evidence, in my opinion, overwhelming evidence, that that simply isn't the case. These towers were not normal building office towers. And maybe we can talk about that later in this presentation. So let's get back to the 37 things then. Now I've gone over this 10, the first 10, many times. So I'm going to leave them to last for today. Why don't we start with number 11, history. So these are the items that normies believe in. Again, not all normies believe all of these things, and many people who consider themselves to be awake still believe some of these things. So this is not a, a binary, you either believe 37 or you believe zero. This is just a list, and one of the intentions is to get you to think about what you believe and why you believe it. Because when I was writing it, that's what I was doing. I was thinking about, well, what do I believe? What did I used to believe? Why did I believe it? Why don't I believe it? That's where this, this piece came from. So hopefully, this will encourage you to at least think about what you believe and why you believe it and what people around you believe and why they believe those things as well. So item number 11, history. Characters like Plato and Strabo were real people who existed thousands of years ago. Yeah, in the mind of the typical normie, and, and normie, let me emphasize this, I use that word endearingly, okay? These are normal people. They're not people like me. Look at me. I'm the kind of person at the age of 32 who sits here in a dark Airbnb in Saigon wearing a hat and sunglasses talking about how everybody else is wrong, okay? That's not a normal thing to do. Normal people by my age have jobs that they've been at for years. They're building up either a career or at least a solid normie, um, you know, a solid income from their job and they have uh, a wife or they have kids. They have stability and they have lots of Netflix shows that they love and all this kind of crap, right? That's normal and that's, I think, good because most normal people, I think, are fairly, fairly happy. Fairly happy, like they're not, they're not jumping up and down, you know, or uh, dancing down the street, but, but they're happy, you know? So when I call them normies, that's just like a contraction, but not really of the word normal, right? Or it's a derivative of the word normal. They're normal people. These are normal beliefs. And, uh, and the normal person today believes that there were humans thousands of years ago, right? Plato, Strabo, people like Caesar, people like Aristotle. All of these kinds of people, they believe were real. As in the way that I am real and the way that you are real and your neighbors are real and your workmates are real. Real people today, they believe that there were real people thousands of years ago called Plato, called Strabo, called Herodotus, etc. 
and they believe that we know about those people because we've got written records of these people that have that have been passed down to us through time somehow. They believe all of that almost entirely without question. They just accept it. Yeah, the experts know that thousands of years ago there was ancient Egypt and there was ancient Greece and ancient Rome, ancient China, all of these things. They just believe that. They just believe it. It's a, it's a very normal thing to believe that and to never question it. Item number 12, the Bible was written thousands of years ago. Same thing, okay? Even people who consider themselves to be atheists and who say they don't believe in Jesus, they still believe the Bible's thousands of years old, right? Like, oh, if Jesus was around a couple thousand years ago, then I guess the Bible must be a couple thousand years old, right? <clears throat> and again, this is without question. They don't, they don't question this stuff. They just accept it on face value. How old is the Bible? A couple thousand years. So in their minds, it must be, like if they were to try to think about it, it must be, well, someone wrote some stuff down in some language and then someone made a copy of it and then somewhere along the line someone translated it and then somewhere along the line it was translated into English and that's how come you can buy a Bible in English today. Right, so that the, the stories in the Bible might have changed in translation but they're pretty much what was written 2,000 years ago or thereabouts. That is, I think, what most of the lemming masses today believe. Certainly, that's what I used to believe. Okay, in both 11 and 12 on this list, that's what I used to believe. I used to just take this stuff, didn't even question it. Didn't even occur to me that I should question it. And, and that's how it is for most people, I believe. So let's take another look at the live chat, see what's coming through. Uh, Brian Stavely says, all cause emotional attachment. I'm not sure if he's referring to the 9-11 stories or what the case might be. But um, yeah, people, people tend to the way that they identify in the world has a lot to do with their beliefs and vice versa. So when you're talking to somebody and they believe something that is objectively not true, but it's true in their mind, if you're trying to get them to change their mind, you, you might think, oh, this is just one opinion. They can just change that. It's no big deal. But actually, for most people, it is a big deal to change their mind, especially when they've been educated, because now that's part of their identity. Oh, I went to college, I got a degree from a good college, or I spent three years and submitted all of these essays and, and I'm very smart now and I've got a professional job and I work with smart people, you know, and I go to barbecues with other smart people, we're all very smart. And so if, it, if history is not real, for instance, whether it's a conscious thing or a subconscious thing in their mind, that notion that they're wrong, it undercuts a huge part of their identity. And identity is so important for all of us, we all have to have or most people seem to be better off when they have an identity that means something to them, whether that is as a father or a manager at work or the captain of the football team or whatever the case is. Having an identity, having some idea of your place in society, very important. And so for all of these educated people, a big part of their identity is they're among the intelligent of society. They've got college degrees and, oh, they read a book about Plato once or they saw a documentary once. And in their mind, part of their identity is that they're a smart person. So when you say to them, yeah, but ancient Egypt never existed, for them to even countenance that idea effectively means countenancing the possibility that they're not so smart, that they're not among some kind of intelligent elite. No, they're not going to do that. Most people are never, ever going to do that. Never. So who else is in the live chat? We've got Waterman Chris coming to us from Florida. I understand there's meant to be some kind of storm going on there at the moment. I hope that all is well. And uh, yeah, bring guys, get the questions coming through and I'll be happy to answer them as we roll through this list of 37 things that normies believe.
sorry for the dead air there. Where are we? Health. Okay, so we're on to the next section. This is section entitled Health, number 13. State-funded or mandated vaccinations are primarily intended to save people from disease or illness. So the, the vaccinations that are very common in countries like Australia, the normies tend to believe that these are primarily intended to benefit people, to save them from poor health, to save them from disease, these kinds of things. Even people who can see the problems with vaccinations, even that many of them still seem to think that the primary intent of the vaccinations is, is good health outcomes for the people. Even if there's deleterious, even if there's negative consequences or side effects, they see them as being not the primary purpose of the vaccinations. And this is a big one in Australia. People get very emotional about this particular topic. It's interesting when you talk to someone on a topic of, like similar to this one, any topic that's this topic or similar topics, and when it comes up, you can almost see them, the Pavlovian conditioning, you can almost see them go into character, but they don't know they're doing that. They've just been so well conditioned by people like, uh, in Australia it's called, what it's called, The Project, I think, this TV show for complete retards. Anyone who watches that and finds it funny and watches it regularly, forget about that person, it's over. And what's that guy? The guy used to be on Stephen Colbert. Oh, I mean, Colbert still, actually. Colbert and people like him. Whoever took over from Colbert, you know these people. They have these comedy shows where they sit there and it's just a very scripted formula for the show where they'll say, look at this person who's crazy, right? And then they'll play a clip of him. It'll come back to the main guy, Colbert or whoever, and then he'll be like, blah, 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 like really angry and self-righteous laughter, right? And you'll keep going on and on. Blah, 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 laughter, canned laughter. So the idea is take a person whose opinions they don't like or they don't want you to like, get angry, yell, be very sarcastic, but in like a juvenile basic way, and then canned laughter. And they just keep going on and on like this. That's the whole show. That's the whole show. For someone to, to watch that and be entertained by that and to want to watch it regularly and to find it funny, forget about that person, it's over. The thing is, that is the same kind of person who will get very triggered, very angry if you say that you don't think vaccinations are good for, for children. And it's because they've been programmed. It's called programming for a reason. They've been programmed by the man on the screen to get angry at the people who don't agree. Ridicule them, be sarcastic, get angry, be very emotional. And, and yeah, most of the normies believe that uh, these vaccinations are good for people. Item number 14, state-funded or mandated water fluoridation is primarily intended to strengthen people's teeth. Yeah, again, same, similar thing. Uh, it's, people think it's, it's there, its job is to, to make their teeth, to make their teeth better. Fluoride in the water to, uh, to make their teeth more healthy. Yeah, that's, people do believe that. Most people, at least in Australia, they legitimately do believe that, that water fluoridation is primarily intended to strengthen people's teeth. Yeah, what more needs to be said? Item number 15, mental illness, in inverted commas, is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. I think even to this day, most people still believe that, that, that mental illness is caused by a chemical imbalance. Yeah, so, oh, the experts, the doctors will give you a lithium tablet, for instance, because 
there's not enough lithium in the brain, yeah? Like at a rudimentary level, that's the, that's the concept that people believe in. And I still hear people parroting this to this day. I read a lot of internet forums and uh, different message boards and places like Reddit. <coughs> and I like to keep my finger on the pulse of, uh, of what people believe and how they respond to different ideas. And I still see this one trotted out. Mental illness is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. Although in saying that, because mental illness is now becoming so commonplace, it's a bit different. Like even 20 years ago, if someone was said to be mentally ill, they were in a small minority of society. So just as you can say, oh, well, uh, that person has some kind of disease that only affects one in whatever. It was the same with mental illness. You could say, oh, they, just some humans don't have enough of this chemical in their brain for some reason, yeah? But now as, as so-called mental illness is becoming more and more and more common, especially among young people, I wonder if people still believe it's chemical imbalance. Because like, at what point do people start to think, well, hold on, we can't all have an imbalance. Like if, if everyone has an imbalance, is it really an imbalance? If you, see, if you see what I'm trying to get at here, like you can say, oh, 98% of people have a balance. And it's just these 2% who have an imbalance. But what happens when, say, among young people, you get to a stage where it's 50% have an imbalance. It's like, well, is it really imbalanced if this is now the norm? I'm not really sure if I'm conveying that properly, but as, as mental illness, so-called mental illness becomes more and more prevalent, it'll be interesting to see if, if this whole chemical imbalance in the brain thing is, is still, still believed. And by the way, if you look into that, that's not the official story anymore. Some of these things, the normies belief is the same as the official story, but some of them, the normies belief is not even the official story. If you look into mental illness today, or at least when I last did a couple of years ago, the story now isn't that it's a chemical imbalance. There's no scientific evidence to, to support that. It's not, it's not supported by the so-called science itself. So, so this is a myth. This isn't even the real story that the normies believe. This is, this is just a myth they parrot. Oh, mental illness, that's just a chemical imbalance. Uh, no, it's not. That's, there's no evidence that that's the case at all. At least last I looked into it, which was, like I said, a couple of years ago. Uh, what's, the num what's next on this list? Number 16. Uh. Cancer, in inverted commas, occurs by chance and is best treated via excision and or intravenous or ingested chemicals and or radiation. Yeah, cancer uh, occurs by chance or, or there's, um, you know, genes, you know, it runs in the family's kind of crap, but it's still bad luck. That's probably a better way to, to term it. Cancer occurs by bad luck. And is best treated via cutting it out, taking chemicals, or, uh, or taking radiation, so-called radiation. And this one affects everybody. Uh, everybody that I know either has had cancer or knows someone, is close to someone who's had cancer. This includes myself. I know someone very well who has been diagnosed with cancer, gone through the treatment, uh, gone through remission, is now healthy. And obviously I would never talk about these topics with, with those kind of people because you know, they have every right to be very emotionally attached to, to the stories that they were given. But of course, those of us who have looked into this objectively are well aware that the medical industry is an industry. And so just as you wouldn't think that your mechanic has your best interest at heart necessarily, why would you think that about so-called doctors? And it turns out that the doctors make more money when they treat problems 
than when they tell people to go home and you'll be okay. And so what happens is you get an entire industry that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, by the way, where their whole existence is predicated on finding problems to treat. Maybe some of those problems are legitimate and maybe some of the treatments are legitimate. But this notion that, that every time they find cancer, they've actually found cancer and they're actually going to treat it in the best way for your health, that to me is ludicrous now. Absolutely ludicrous. And you look at how the, the doctors are treated, say on TV, they, they, they're portrayed as saints. They're portrayed as these people who we're truly lucky that they're around. Thank God for them, yeah? And people heavily programmed by shows like ER, Chicago, Hope. Those were popular back when I was younger. I don't know what shows are popular now. I obviously don't watch Netflix or this kind of thing, but I'm willing to bet there's some very popular shows featuring doctors. And sure, maybe they will occasionally show the doctors making mistakes, or they will occasionally show the doctors acting unethically. Maybe they do have episodes like that. But overall, the message is these people are hardworking. They studied hard because they care about you. They're basically sacrificing their, their own time and their own health for your health is basically the story. And people believe that. People want to believe that. People desperately want to believe that there's a group of people out there who are looking out for their best interests. And, hey, if I get sick, thank God there's a doctor to, to look after me. It's, uh, yeah, it's a tough one, the medical hoax. It's, it's high up on the hoax hierarchy for a reason. I think even people who think they're aware of it still don't quite get the, the levels, the levels that it goes to. And cancer is just one. Cancer is just one thing. There's, there's a lot to the, the medical industry and the, me, the medicine hoax, as I call it. It's, uh, it's a full-on full thing. Anyway, moving on to number 17, my favourite number, the lucky 17. It is... Oh, and that's... Well, yeah, how about this? It is safe and healthy to eat cows which have been fed grain and raised, slaughtered in factories. I should say, when I wrote this list, I'm pretty sure at the time I was going through my vegetarian phase. And, and I say phase, it was like... It might have been 12 or 18 months. And, and calling it a phase, it's like... I'd been raised to believe... And by, by raised to believe, I mean by, by society, not necessarily by my parents, but just by, by the world, I guess, the world that I was in, to think that if you want to be strong and healthy, you have to eat animal-based um, protein, or you have to eat meat specifically. And so as I was learning about how far the deceptions go, we're talking about 2015 here, I heard Eric Dubay and Sinead from Renegade Broadcasting doing an interview. Uh, she calls herself Firestarter. She's got a, a weekly show called Firestarter Radio. So this is about 20, 2015, 2015, maybe early 2016. And hearing, because they're both vegans, and so hearing them talking about how funny it is, like, it's hard for me to describe to you, but I was listening to this podcast and I was like, you know what, these people have a good point. What evidence do I actually have that I need meat? So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'll just go without it for a while, see what happens. And I expected it to be bad. But actually, I seemed to be losing weight while putting on muscle, while not eating meat. And I started feeling very good about myself. Firstly, because I was able to debunk yet another one of my own foolish beliefs. I mean, most of these things I did believe at one point. So, so to go into that thinking, all right, I usually eat lots of meat. I like to lift weights. I like to eat meat. I like to be big and strong. Or not, not huge and strong, but, you know, I like to... 
to be stronger than uh, how, do I, how do I word this properly you know a lot of guys like to work out and we have this idea that oh if we eat meat that helps our body recover and I just believed that for so long without, it, without really challenging it and so when I, when I did stop eating meat and I had this amazing like completely counter expect it wasn't what I expected at all I expected to feel weaker to make less gains to like I just expected it to be a bad outcome but actually it was a really good outcome and, uh, and so I ended up sticking with that for like I said about a year or 18 months and I think I wrote I'm pretty confident I wrote this just, just based on that while I was still doing that while I was still uh, going without meat and in the end I went like I said 12 or 18 months and um, these days I do eat meat again but I have a very different attitude towards it to what I did before that little uh, phase the vegetarian phase if you want to call it that but uh, maybe we can come back and talk about that later so that's the health section that we've covered so today so far we've covered history and health and I've just given you outlines on what I believe the normies believe let me just check the live comments uh, Brian says yes he's referring to the people who don't uh, investigate the victims yeah I mean I was talking about this on a podcast that we did for johnthebond.com a couple of weeks ago and I was putting forward this idea that most conspiracy people have been double programmed. So the normies get the same program that we all got. Planes flying into the building over and over and over for days on end, weeks on end. And then of course they, they do the, re, the anniversary shows. So people have seen the planes flying into the buildings hundreds if not thousands of times. Hundreds of times, even just in that first few days of the programming, all the stories about the victims, boo-hoo-hoo, blah-blah-blah. So we all got that. But conspiracy people then get a second dose of programming when they find out that it wasn't Osama who did it. Most of them are finding out through Loose Change or through Zeitgeist or these kinds of shows, Alex Jones or whatever. They're finding out, oh, no, no, it was the government who did it, yeah? Or it was the Israelis or whatever. So now it's like, oh my God, it wasn't the terrorists who killed 3,000, it was the government who did it, or it was the Israelis who did it, or any of this kind of nonsense, yeah? So they're being doubly programmed with this notion that there were 3,000 people who died. And so it's even harder for them, I think, in many cases, to come to realise, no, no one died, no one got hurt, period. Because they've really mourned them, and they've gone through that, that traumatisation twice. They've been, most conspiracy people have been double programmed, double programmed. Normies got the single level of programming. The conspiracy, conspiracy people got two levels of programming. They got the first and then they got the second. So most of them will never ever question the 3,000. Or, or if someone tries to get them to question it, they'll just go straight into parrot mode, straight into tard mode. Oh, well, how about all the people who saw the planes? How about all the families? Like, well, why are you asking me? Why haven't you gone and looked into this? Because if you go and look into this, you'll see that this idea that there were 3,000... Uh, people dead and, and there's 3,000 sets of families out there. W where are these families? Go and try and find them. Good luck. Good luck, right? So instead of asking me, oh, well, that, that's a fair question if you go and look into it. And if you do, you'll come to the same conclusion as myself and who knows how many people out there now. A few hundred, maybe a few thousand people are aware of no victims. There's not, not many of us, right? But if you take the time to go and look into these supposed families, you'll end up you'll end up uh, coming to the same conclusion as the rest of us. Those families don't exist because the victims didn't exist. And then if you stay on that trail, if you keep looking into it, if you keep allowing yourself to be open to this possibility that you were wrong, 
that you were fooled, just like we all were, eventually you realised that all of 9-11 was a made-for-TV movie. Quite an amazing spectacle. Truly brilliant what they were able to pull off. Decades of planning, decades and decades of planning went into that. Those buildings were built to be brought down. Now, they were built in the 1960s. Yeah, and planning for them began even before that. So this, this is a huge... I mean, what, what an amazing feat. Truly, the people who did this are much more creative and thoughtful uh, than I am, that's for sure. Now, how many of them were working on this, this made-for-TV movie production? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, like, as individuals, none of them were any more intelligent and thoughtful than me, just they had enough minds working together and the resources to do this? Maybe. I don't know. But as a collective unit, what they were able to produce you know, culminating in that day that we call 9-11. Truly amazing. And, and once, you, once you actually see it for what it is, once you have peered behind the curtain and you see that this was just a made-for-TV movie, eventually you find yourself thinking, wow, whether or not I agree with, with their means or their ends, just from a production standpoint, that's truly amazing what they were able to achieve there. And I don't mean the deception either. I don't mean fooling the masses. Fooling the masses is easy. They're morons. They're dumb as dog's balls. Very easy to fool them. No, just pulling off this made-for-TV movie with two gigantic props, 110 stories tall, built decades ahead for the purpose. Bring it down like that. And then when you look at the buildings that surround the World Trade Center, there's a number of buildings who had their own symbolism, if you want to call it that, and I'm not going to go into all of this today. I've got articles and videos about this on my website. But that, that made-for-TV movie, it wasn't just the Twin Towers. It wasn't just the, the World Trade Center. It was what was around it there in New York, in Manhattan specifically. And the backstories to what was around it. It, it, was, um, it was an amazing thing, really. An amazing thing, September 11. And I don't mean amazing that it was good. But I also don't believe it was bad. I think... Uh, it's one of the greatest pieces of art, performance art and production art that uh, we have in all of recorded human history. And like any piece of artwork, you can interpret it however you want. Um, but it was a made-for-TV movie is the, is the key point here. Brian says they're making up new mental illnesses now, like paradelia, which, which Michu Kaku said we have if we don't believe in NASA or vaccines. Paradelia. I'm not familiar with paradelia. I am familiar with, I think it's pareidolia, which is the term that you give it to somebody or to the phenomenon of seeing faces in things. You've got apophenia, which is seeing patterns where perhaps they don't exist. And pareidolia is like a form of apophenia where you see faces. So one classic example is the face on Mars. Now, of course, the face on Mars is a hoax because Mars isn't a physical solid object that anybody ever could go to to have sand dunes of, of faces or this kind of thing so that the face on Mars is itself a hoax but insofar as people believe that, that that pattern is there you can call seeing the face pareidolia I think that's the right word I'll, I'll check that actually just give me a second pareidolia pareidolia I think that's the word Ah, yes, pareidolia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. As many of you know, my pronunciation tends to be 
not very good because most of my learning is done through reading and writing. So, so I will see words and I will just say them as I read them. It might be as I first read them 10 years ago, who knows, right? So oftentimes I mispronounce words. So I'm calling this pareidolia, pareidolia. Yeah, I think that's right. It is a tendency to interpret a vague stimulus as something known to the observer, such as seeing shapes in clouds, seeing faces in inanimate objects or abstract patterns, or hearing hidden messages in music. There you go. So let me bring this page up on the main window. Give me a second here. Let's have a look. No. Sorry for the dead air, guys. There we go. Just give me a second. Yeah, again, I apologize for the dead air. I used to really do my best to avoid dead air. Now I'm like, eh, a few seconds, man, who cares? So let's see, is that going to work for us? There we go, pareidolia. So let me bring this up. Pareidolia from Wikipedia. So I'll just read that again. Pareidolia is the tendency. Let me get, make this bigger so you guys can read it. There we go. That should be coming through all right. Yeah, that should be all right. Pareidolia is the tendency to interpret a vague stimulus as something known to the observer, such as seeing shapes in clouds, seeing faces in inanimate objects or abstract patterns, or hearing hidden messages in music. And here we have this classic um, face on Mars, which is just, this is a very clever hoax, actually, because what they've managed to do is to get a whole bunch of people who think that they're alternative, you know, oh, we believe in UFOs, we believe in life on Mars or some shit, getting them to, to buy into this stuff which just sets them up down the line for, oh, we're going to Mars, yeah? Elon Musk is going to Mars, and... <sighs> yeah, no, it's... Um, man, this, this whole lie system is, is truly brilliant. It really is. It's phenomenal, what they've done. And by they, I don't even know who they are anymore. And when I say anymore, I never did know who they were, I just thought I did. Because now I realise, I don't know who the hell these people are. I don't even know if they are people. Really, I've got theories about that, actually. We might talk about that later in the live stream. So there you go, pareidolia. Pareidolia. Alright. And uh, like I was saying, apophenia is, uh, is another one. And I learned all about this through my investigations into sync. Synchromysticism. Apophenia is the tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meaningful uh, and meaning between unrelated things. But as Jake Coates explains, what things are unrelated? How can you say that something is unrelated to another thing? What is it to say that two things bear no relation? I know that this is going to go over the head of most of the people who see or hear this, and that's cool. It would have gone over my head a few years ago as well. It's a process. If you are a player character, that is if you're someone who has conscious thought and self-directed progression through life, you will learn things as you go. Some things won't make sense, then they will make sense. Then you might find them not making sense again due to other evidence or uh, reasoning later. It's, it's, a, it's a path, it's a journey, you know. So I don't sit here after six years and pretend that uh, I'm even close to the end. Who knows? Who knows what else is out there? So if you're listening to or watching this and what I just said about who's to say what things are unrelated, if you're thinking, what the hell is he talking about? That's cool. That's cool. 
perhaps in the future that will make more sense. And if you haven't read the sync books, I really do recommend it. Get your hands on a copy of the first sync book. It'll cost you like $20 to have the whole thing delivered. And if you are a player character, if you are someone with genuine thought, you will enjoy that book. Not every chapter. There's many different authors. They've got... How many authors was in each book? I do know the answer to this. 26. 26 authors in each book. Something like this. You won't enjoy every chapter, but you will, you will find some chapters that resonate with you, if you're a thinking person. If you are a thinking person. So let's go back to the comments. What else have we got here? Uh, yes, Wardman Chris in Florida says that he is preparing for the hurricane. Archimede and I says, G'day John. Archimede and I left a comment on one of my videos recently that was brilliant, and I was considering making a video about it. I might touch on that later in this live stream, actually. Uh, let's see. For some reason, Brian, the live stream is um, blocking some of your comments. That's not me doing that. I don't know why it does that. Uh, where are the memorials for 9-11? Yeah, where are the memorials for 9-11? Like, all these thousands of people dead. Don't you think their families, like, every year would make a big deal about it? Like, thousands of people dead? Was anyone ever tried or convicted over that, that supposed event? How come every year we don't hear from hundreds, if not thousands, of family members campaigning about this event? I'll tell you why, because they don't exist. Because there were no victims. Because 9-11 was a made-for-TV movie. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, period. That's the fact. And anybody who tells you otherwise is, in fact, a liar or somebody who parrots lies. That's the reality. It's that simple. So keep the questions coming through, guys. I'll try and add questions or comments. I'll read them out as we go along. Let's get back to the 37 things then, shall we? And uh, thank you for bearing with me with, the, with my voice today. I, uh, it's been a big few days, I have to say. It's been a huge few days. It's been a huge few months. It's been a huge few years. <coughs> it's, uh, it's been, yeah, I don't even know what to say. All right, so let's move on to the real fun part then. This section's called Government and War. Now, if you're just joining us late, this is the live stream for 37 Things Normies Believe. And I'm just going through and giving an outline for each of these items on the list. You can see a list. I'll put it in the uh, info box below for this video. Or you can just go to johnthebond.com, and it's one of the top items. It's on that right-hand sidebar, 37 Things Normies Believe. And there's a ton of comments on this particular piece. So you can go and check that out. 37 things normies believe. Once again, I wrote this back in 2016. So if I was rewriting this today, I would probably add a few extra things. But uh, I think for the most part, it's a good, solid introduction to this idea of thinking about what do we believe, what do others believe, and why? And, and are we able to reconsider these beliefs? So number 18, state-funded regulated education exists to improve the knowledge or welfare of the populace. Yeah, 12 years, 13 years of school is common in Australia to get your high school leaving certificate, which in Victoria, where I'm from, is called the Victorian Certificate of Education. 13 years, guys, grade prep, and then six years of primary school, and then six years of high school. 13 years of five days a week school for most of the year you know for 40 what is it 40 weeks of the year 42 weeks of the year something like this 
that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal amount of time for a, for a human being to spend indoors being told to memorize stuff. And most people believe that the purpose of this is to make them smarter, to make them know more things. It's for the benefit of the people. To an extent, I think you can make a, a good case that it is for the benefit of the people, but again, that's insofar as people are better off being stupid. There is a very strong argument to be made that people are better off being brainwashed and indoctrinated and stupid. There's a very strong case. And, and some of you will say, no, there's not, there's no, and I'm like, well, think, just think through this. Don't get angry at me. If you could somehow measure people's happiness in life, their contentness with their place in the world, if there was some way to do that, and if you could discover that the most brainwashed indoctrinated people who have no thoughts in their head of their own, no original thoughts, no ability to challenge authority whatsoever, if you found out they tended to be happier or more content or less anxious, would you see that as a good thing? This is a hypothetical, obviously. How do we, how can you quantify happiness or contentedness? It's a very difficult thing to quantify. And even if you could, has anybody done that, controlling for other factors and then comparing the lemmings and the people who think for themselves, the non-player characters versus the player characters? Has anyone done that? Not as far as I'm aware. So this is a hypothetical. But I'm using this as a thought experiment to sort of think through here. Well, is it evil to make people stupid if in doing so you make them happier? Is, does it really make them bad? If, if school can condition everyone to be pretty much the same, pretty much the same, they think they're different, but they're all the same. They think the same, they want the same things. They're all equally incapable of challenging what they're told. If you can do that and make them all the same and, and they end up happier and more content and society works well, you know, people fill jobs. Jobs that, if everyone was a player character, maybe these jobs would not get filled or people who fill them would be very miserable. People who think too much, you don't want them working menial jobs. It's not good for them, and it's probably not good for, for the job either because these people will go crazy. You know, you're just sitting there doing nothing, thinking, why am I here? <laughs> is this all there is? Why am I here listening to this idiot? And why am I here having to work for that idiot? You know, and, and how come this is so monotonous and boring? It's not good for them, it's not good for them. But if you can make them very stupid, they won't have any thoughts. They'll just do what they have to do. They'll come in, have their coffee, sit down, reply to whatever email they have to reply to, answer the phone when they have to. And in between all of these discrete tasks, there's no thought, there's no thinking, there's no anxieties, there's no wanting for more. They just do what they have to do because they spent 13 years doing that. That was the whole point. So I think you can make a case that, that uh, state-based education, school, as we call it, actually is beneficial overall. I think you can make that case. But as you just saw for the last two or three minutes, that's me making an intellectual, rational case for it. Whereas most people just accept this on face value without even thinking about it. Yeah, of course school's good. Of course it is. Of course it is. They teach you how to be smart and stuff, you know? Yeah. Number 19, state sanctioned that taxation is necessary and beneficial for the people being taxed. Yeah, you'll hear people complain. Let me just change my feet here. Sitting cross-legged on the couch. There we go. Where was I? Oh yeah, taxation. Yeah, so you'll hear people complain about taxation, but generally they still think you need some taxation. They just don't like how much they're being taxed. 
but they still think that you do need uh, taxation. And, and that, that money, this is the other thing they think, that the money that they're being taxed is actually spent. Like they, most people, even so-called awake people haven't worked out that most money is completely make-believe, okay? There's no, there's no, they tax you $10 and then that $10 somehow gets spent on something. That's, that is absolutely ludicrous. But that's what most people just think. Like, oh, we're, we're paying taxes, you know? The taxpayer, the tax base, yeah, the tax base is being used on X, Y, and Z. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. And, and uh, it's pointless for me to even sit here and try to explain this. Once you see this particular hoax for what it is, it's like, wow, how did I not notice that before? But th those sorts of hoaxes, you can't explain to people. They either will see it in time or they will not. So, yeah, state-based taxation. Tax. And yeah, tax. Yeah, I've got a lot I could say on that topic, but I'll just leave it for there for now. So, number 20. Usury is necessary or beneficial for societies in which it is legal or practiced. So, usury being this idea that uh, you can go to the bank and, oh, you want to get a $300,000 house, do you? Okay, we'll give us... $30,000, we'll give you two seventy, and you pay us back over 30 years this amount, and the total that you pay back will be maybe double the initial principal. Um, but you're, you're paying back more because we're doing you a favour by giving you the money now, so you can get the house. Yeah? Or alternatively, putting money in a bank account and getting back, and this doesn't really happen so much these days, but 10 years ago and before that it was very common, oh, you're going to get back 3%, 4% per annum on what you put in the bank. So this is money over and above inflation. In other words, you're making money just by putting it in the bank. So whether it's you borrowing or it's you lending, usury is this idea that you get more money just for lending money. And of course, that's how our societies operate. Uh, not just in the West, but even in countries like Vietnam. That's, that's how things work. People borrow money and uh, they, they pay back more than they borrowed. And most people think this is totally cool. And, and why wouldn't you? If you were raised with this system, why would you have a problem with it? You wouldn't even think about it. You might not like that you have to pay back so much, but it's not the fundamental issue that's the problem, it's just the end consequences. Most people accept this on a fundamental level without question. Let's see what else is going on in the live chat. Take Monosis is in the live chat, TNG, who I played one of his videos on the last live stream and he's one of a few people who are members of my website who are now doing their own work either on YouTube or on their own websites and they're doing their own research into things like history and can you imagine how amazing this is for me I've been talking about the history hoax for years now and I wasn't the first people like Dave J were talking about the ancient Egypt hoax before I did <coughs> But I've, I've taken a different approach to people like Dave J. And I mean this with the greatest of respect to Dave J. But his work is more based on look at the photos, criticise the photos. And I think that's, that's valid and it's certainly it's entertaining. And I think it's also a valid way to say, well, hold on, do we really believe these photos? That's good. Whereas I took this attitude of, well, let's look at the sources. Your textbook in my textbook has this story. Where does that story come from? They claim they got it from this other book. Let's go and get that book. That book at the end says they got that story from someone else. So let's just trace this. Where does it take us? Does it take us back 2,000 years? And of course the answer is no. It takes us back typically about 150 years, maybe 200 years, typically. Some stories, 
possibly go back a little bit further than that, but not much further. We're talking a few hundred years tops. But typically, you're looking at the mid-1850s, uh, the mid-1800s rather, the 1840s, 1850s, 1860s. That's where the sources stop. And so I've been talking about this for years, and I've had several people tell me that they've tried this themselves. They've picked a character or an event of history, and they've tried to trace the sources, and they've come to the same conclusion as me. Wow, they don't go back. The sources don't go back. More than a couple hundred years, right? That's cool. But now this next stage, this next part of the, of the progression of this idea or this concept, to see other people making their own videos, writing their own articles about this, saying, hey, here's a story, say, of Alexander the Great. We all, we all get told this story today. Where does that story come from? For me to be able to sit back and read these articles or watch these videos, it's... I mean, can you imagine how cool that is for me? It, it's... Uh, yeah, this, this was a very lonely path for a long time. Very lonely. No one was doing this. And now there's other people out there doing it. And, uh, yeah, every time I read one of these articles, it makes my day. So it's, uh, it's terrific stuff. And more and more people are doing it. You can see their websites. I'll put links in the info box below. Like I said, they've got their own websites, their own YouTube channels. Take No Notice is one of them. But then there's also a bunch of members on my site who are publishing their work on my site. So my site now, yeah, I still put my content there. But I think the coolest thing about it is the content from literally a dozen or more other people around the world who are submitting their work to me to publish. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the main, probably the main feature of the website is, is that it's not just John Le Bon you're listening to or reading, it's now all these other people. You know, so it's not a case of, oh, is, is John right or wrong with what he says? It's, it's bigger than me now, it's much bigger than me. The history hoax, the awareness of the history hoax, much bigger than me now. I could disappear tomorrow, but there's now this understanding among enough people. Hold on, history is a hoax. It doesn't go back more than a few hundred years. And, and the evidence that leads me to say this, that there's more people doing this, is you can see their work. I'll put, uh, I'll put the links in the info box below. So yeah, that's, for me personally, that's a really cool thing. Now, like I said, guys, get the questions and comments coming through, and I'll read more out as we go through this presentation. Let's get back to the fun then, shall we? Let's take a look here. 21, all right, now, now we're having some real fun. Magical weapons, actually it's, it's appropriate that this should be number 21. When I wrote this article, I didn't have as much of an awareness of numbers and their significance, if I can put it like that. So it's kind of cool to me that number 17 was to do with eating cows, and number 21, triple seven, the magical weapons. Number 21, Magical weapons exist which could destroy millions of humans instantly and suddenly. Most people believe this. And funnily, they also believe that they get to vote on who gets to press the red button to drop these bombs or to fire these missiles with the nuclear warheads. The average person in America believes not only that the president can nuke people, but that they get to vote for the president. Just think, just think about that. Just think, think, this is what the average person actually believes. <laughs> they believe, they believe that, that one man can press a button and wipe out millions of humans. And they believe that they get to choose who that man is, or that woman. This is a clown world, man. This is a freaking circus. This is a freaking circus, man. Yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it's time for a quick break. I'm gonna play a clip from a video that I produced 
earlier. Let me go and just bring that up now. Let me see if I can do two things at once and talk while I'm bringing that video up. So I've made uh, several hundred YouTube videos over the years, as you guys know, and of course my main channel was deleted by YouTube for Community Guidelines Strikes back in January or February of, of this year, so six, seven months ago. And so what I've been doing is slowly re-uploading those videos you know, one by one by one. And um, there's, there's no set rhyme or reason as to the order in which I upload them. But um, some of them I wanted to upload more quickly than others. And my video about, uh, about uh, Kim Jong-un is one of my personal favorites. And some of you out there, you make your own videos, you know what it's like to be a, a video maker and sort of the attachment that you can have to, to some of the stuff you put out there. This one with Kim Jong-il, Kim Jong like I said, it's one of my favorites. So just bear with me while I bring this one up here. Let's have a look. Um, if I click this, does it take me there? Yes, it does. All right. I tried to warn you. So let me just play this. I'll take a quick break. I'll organize this on my little OBS thing. Just give me one second. Sorry for all the mucking around. Give me one second. Your video capture device. Um, yeah, we can get rid of that for now, I guess. And then, what's this other one? Firefox, there we go. So then if I bring this up, paste and go. All right, I think we're in business here, guys. So now I bring this back. No, we don't need me for now. We need this. That's what we need. All right, now we're in business. I'll play this. Let me know if you can hear this in the comments and I'll be back. This is only a short video. This is originally published in August of 2017. So about two years ago. <clears throat> Pardon me, about two years ago. But I think it's still relevant today. So let's play this and I'll be back in just a moment. I tried to warn you. I tried to warn everybody. On April 7 of this year, I uploaded a video entitled Trump Crazy. World War III imminent. A few people listened, but most people didn't listen. Most people aren't capable of listening, and now, now it's gonna happen. Now it's finally gonna fucking happen. Back on a breaking news here, multiple sources say U.S. intelligence analysts have assessed that North Korea I tried has to warn everybody. a miniaturized On April 7 of this year, I uploaded a video entitled Trump crazy, World War Three imminent. They have a few people bomb. listened, but they will be most people didn't listen. With fire most and fury, like the world has never seen. He has been very threatening, uh, beyond a normal statement. Until now, the war has been conducted with honor and bravery, with the ideals of truth and justice, in the best traditions of mankind, until this moment and as I said they will be met with fire fury and frankly power the likes of which this world has never seen before
they will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. He has been very threatening beyond a normal state. said they will be met with fire, fury, and frankly power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed and hence clamorous to be led to safety by an endless series of hobgoblins, most of them imaginary. H. L. Minken. So that was North Korea develops nuclear suitcase bomb, and like I said, I published that a couple years ago, and I've had to re-upload it, obviously, because my original channel was deleted. So let me fix up my little window here. Let's have a look. Am I back? Yes, I'm back. All right, good. Let's just fix up the uh, angle here. Hmm, sit over here. Here we go. Alrighty, so yes, that's uh, one from the vault, one from the archives on the old uh, John the Bond channel. So yeah, so people actually believe this. People believe what their telescreen shows them, which is that there's this evil dude, Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il or whoever, and he has these missiles. And these missiles could be fired at Western targets, or at the very least at Western allies such as Japan or whatever, and that there can be nuclear warheads in these missiles and that these uh, nuclear warheads could detonate and kill huge numbers of people huge numbers of people, millions of people in, uh, in one fell swoop. People believe that. And they also believe that Trump could do the same thing you see, so it could escalate into a nuclear war and, uh, and they also believe they get to vote for, for who has the access to that red button. They truly believe this. Uh, what a time to be alive. So let's carry on then with 37 things normies believe. Like I said, if you've just joined us late, we're just going through and giving an overview of all the items on this list. What's the next one on the uh, on the agenda here? Number 22. These magical weapons can be transported long distance by accurate, specialist, specialized rather, missiles. Yeah, that's what people believe. People believe in intercontinental ballistic missiles. And I should say, I used to believe in them. And I used to believe that nuclear war was imminent. And I used to believe that, that n nuclear bombs were a real thing. Like most of these things I used to believe. Most of them. Some of them I didn't. But most of them I, I did believe these things. Up until a few years ago. So I uh, see so yeah, people believe in intercontinental ballistic missiles. Let me show you guys a, uh, a missile. Let me show you something. Let me think. How can I do this? Just give me one second. We'll get rid of that, and then I will bring up on the screen here a V2 rocket. Let's take a look at V2 rockets, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. 
We'll bring that back up here now. Firefox. There we go. Alright. So we're looking at Firefox. Let's go and take a look at a V2 rocket, shall we, guys? And uh, if you've never done this before, this might be fun. See what you notice about this. This particular video has no, uh, no audio. Let's go full screen. This is a V2 rocket. This was the first man-made object into space, supposedly. Spearheaded by a guy called Werner von Braun, who would later spearhead a group called NASA. These are basically your first intercontinental ballistic missiles. In this case, they weren't going to a different continent. They were just going across the English Channel. But this was the, this is the, the start of it, guys. This is where these stories come from. Going right back to V2 rockets. Let's have a look at this footage, see what we see for the next one. And this is going back to the 1940s. Very loud. Check this out. Yeah, these are your V2 rockets. That name, that is a Vietnamese name. Wing Trong Long. That's a Vietnamese name. Anyway, yeah, so here's your, here's your rockets, guys. Here's your freaking clown rockets. Notice how they're shaped and dressed, uh, painted like clown rockets. I put to you there's a reason for that. Look at this, obviously a set. Look, you can tell by the flames that that is a small scale model set. Can you not see that? Have a look. Obvious to me. What else we got here? Oh yeah, one of those supposed turbines. Here we go, here's some footage. Oof, Elon Musk, get your heart out. Check this out. Did you see that skip a frame as well? Hold on a second. Yeah, missing frames. And off the clown rocket goes. Oh. This all looks very fake to me, I have to say. What the hell? That was like a hot knife through butter. That was... That was 9-11, eat your heart out. Look at this. What the hell? Let's slow that down. Playback speed. Hold on a second here. Come on, hurry up to the part where you do the 9-11 thing. What's with the missing frames in this? Oh, it was just a video technology back then. wasn't as good, JLB. Yeah, that must be it. That must be it. Yeah. Hot knife through butter style, guys. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Sure. Alright, who's this dude? Let's take a look at this guy's clown rocket. Clown rocket in three, two, one, ignition. What a load of nonsense, guys. More clown rockets. Look at this. Here we go. Here she goes. Up she goes. Clown rocket away. The eagle has landed. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Off she goes. Uh-oh, that one looks like it's falling. Got a falling clown rocket here, guys. 
Oh, the Phantom. The Phantom Clown Rocket. They painted this one in clown black. Off she goes. Ooh. Oh, mid-air explosion. Come on, man. This doesn't look fake to you. Give me a break. What else have we got here? Ooh, another clown rocket ignition. Off she goes. V2 rockets, guys. Give me a break. Give me a break. Phantom clown rocket away. Ooh, here we go. Uh-oh. Can she stabilize? Can she use these static fins that are not mechanized and cannot move? Can she use them to stabilize? Uh-oh. Hmm. Construction of a clown rocket. Ooh, we got some color. Clown rockets in color. When I grow up, goodbye, cool world. I'm off to join the circus. Mm-hmm. Oh, there he is. There's my mate Werner von Braun. What a dapper-looking young fella, eh? This man's going to put other men on the moon. Don't you worry about that. Today, clown rockets across the channel. Tomorrow, the stars. Yeah, yeah, boy, shit. Alright, enough about all this nonsense. So there's your clown rockets for you guys, V2 rockets. You still believe in these, do you? You still believe in clown rockets? Give me a break. So yeah, where were we? Oh yeah, that's right, 37 things. Okay, number 23. Number 23, lucky number 23. Countries like the US are ruled by individuals elected democratically by their fellow men and women. Yeah, people do believe that. People do believe that. That uh, if you vote in Trump, or Hillary, or Obama, or Bush, or Clinton, or Bush, or Ronnie Reagan, that these are the guys who, who control the, uh, the affairs of the country. People believe that. And I know they believe that because just last week I was at a social event where people go to discuss things and I met some very nice people, some very nice normies. And we happen to be talking about this exact topic, this, this exact topic. How much difference does the person in charge make? It was actually one of the questions like on the list of questions for the evening. And you might be like, what, what, kind of, what kind of social event was this, JLB, where people go and talk about these things? You can find them. You can find them. Use meetup.com. I've found these kinds of groups in different cities, uh, not just in Australia, but now, now overseas as well. So there might not be one in every city, but if you live in a big city, it's worth checking out meetup.com and seeing if one of these, um, these groups exist where you are. It's good to get out and to chat about these things, even with normies. It's just good to chat with people and bounce ideas off them and, and get, get your finger on the pulse to see what they believe and how they respond to certain ideas. And I can tell you right now, everyone in that group was certain that Trump, Trump was, was making a difference, a bad difference to the world. And I wasn't there to argue he was making a good difference. I wasn't there to argue at all. I'm just like, so you believe that Trump makes the decisions? Yep, yep. Or, and, and then one of them said to me, or he puts people in positions of power who make the decisions. 
And I'm like, what decisions? You know what they said to me? All of them said to me, the trade war. And I'm like, the trade war? What the hell are you talking about? This, is, this all happened last week, like I said. One evening last week. I'm like, trade war? What the hell are you talking about? They're like, what you don't know? And I'm like, well, no, I don't, evidently. So tell me. Oh, Trump's, Trump's starting a trade war with China. I'm like, well, explain that to me. What does that mean? Oh, he's, he's putting all these taxes on Chinese goods. I'm like, oh, okay, tariffs. He's putting tariffs on Chinese goods, is he? Okay. And you think that's Trump doing that? They're like, yep, that's Trump. That's all Trump. I'm like, really? One man makes a decision that has that much uh, effect on everything. Yep. Hmm. Okay. And you're certain this is going to have a bad effect? Oh, yeah. Now uh, the economy is slowing down in China and it's going to mean less, less jobs in China, which means less demand for the rest of the world and it's going to affect the whole world economy. And I'm like, okay. Uh, you seem very confident about all of this. I'm not going to argue with you guys. Uh, all right. Trump, Trump makes big decisions that are bad for the whole world. That's what people believe. That's what people believe. This, this is how they see the world. All right, number 24. These rulers have unilateral and direct access to employ the aforementioned magical weapons. Yeah, so, hey, Trump's in. Hey, Trump could be a little bit crazy. You know, he, he can't be trusted. He's a bit incompetent. He might escalate the trade war into a real war with China. And you can't trust the Chinese or the communists or the, the North Koreans because their leader's crazy too. So you've got all these madmen in charge of the bombs and in some countries, they're dictators. In our countries, we select them. But either way, there's madmen in charge of nuclear bombs all over the world. Yeah? Could go off at any minute. Could have a real disaster on our hands. Number 25. The same rulers are engaged in continual disagreement and feuds with one another. Many of these rulers and their countries are enemies with one another. Yeah, that's, that's what most people believe. Even people who consider themselves awake or aware still believe this, that the different countries are controlled by different people. So it's like, oh, they're enemies with them, and he's enemies with that guy, and yeah, they really believe this stuff. I used to as well, to be fair. I used to as well. So I'm not getting, I haven't got any new questions or comments through in the live chat. So what am I to agreement and feuds we've been going with one another? Many of these rulers and their country. Uh, I've been going for, how long? Oh, wow, way over an hour. Well, it might be time to wrap this one up soon, I think, guys. We haven't got through all the items, but we've gotten through enough. So um, send through any questions or comments that you want to read out before we wrap it up. But I might read out one or two more, and then we'll, uh, we'll come back and finish this another time. Number 26, a terrorist network exists with associated individuals constantly plotting to kill random, innocent civilians. Yeah, terrorists. There are terrorists out there. And they're, they're plotting. This is what they do with their spare time. They plot to kill. They make plans. Yeah. To kill people. Randomly and indiscriminately. Because they hate our freedoms. Or because they hate the wars that are being done by our country to their countries. For some reason. They've got some reason. And so they plot. Yeah. While you're watching Netflix or YouTube or spending time with your kids at the nearby pool or whatever you do with your spare time, there are dudes out there, man, who are plotting. Plotting. Destruction. Mm-hmm. And they're crazy, too. They're mad. They're insane. They will kill themselves 
in a suicide attack. That's how crazy they are, man. They don't even care if they live, as long as they kill. Mm -hmm. And there are cells of these people. Could be one living on your street. So you better watch out and pay those taxes. Let's have a look, number 27. Twice last century, many powerful countries went to war against one another in order to take control of or defend the world and its people. Wow, imagine that. Millions and millions of people fighting against each other because the leaders don't like each other. Or one of the leaders is crazy and he's trying to take over the world. Or one of the leaders is a good man and he wants to save the world from being taken over. So he's gonna go invade the country that's taken over the other countries. And uh, millions of people did. People believe this. Most people believe this without questioning it. Number 28. The worst victims of this warfare were the chosen people. Six million of whom were intentionally murdered as part of a final solution. That's part of the story. That's, that is the story that most people believe. And uh, do not question it at all. So there's still plenty more items on this list. In fact, there's another, what's that? Eight items on the list, nine. I've done about half, we've done about half today. And I feel like I only just sat down, but it's apparently we've been going for an hour and 15 minutes. So it's been, time goes very quickly when you do these shows. Very addictive, these things, I have to say. So let me just check something. Jerry Gergich in the live chat says, why did you go back to eating meat? That's a good question, you've got to remember when I first stopped eating meat, it was kind of experimental. Because I didn't really believe... Like Eric... I mentioned that I heard this interview between Eric Dubay and Sinead from Renegade Broadcasting. And uh, it was listening to them... Like it was a really cool interview that they had. Uh, and I'm going back several years here, remember. And, and they covered this topic of veganism. And just the way that they were mocking this idea that, oh, you need to eat meat to be strong and... Just the way they mocked it, it sort of it resonated with me. I'm like, well, they're kind of mocking me here, but maybe for good reason. I haven't really challenged this stuff. I'm going to do it. I'll just stop eating meat, see what happens. So it was experimental. So in the same way that so much of the last five or six years for me has been challenging what I think I know, this was another example. It's like, well, I'll, I'll challenge it. And this is something that I can test myself. I'll just stop eating meat, see what happens. And, and so that's what I did. And I, I noticed beneficial uh, results when I was expecting bad results. That was what really blew me away. I was expecting bad results, got good results. You know, that, that's a real head spin, yeah? So I just stuck with it. But then after about 12 or 18 months, uh, for some reason, I just, I just really felt like I wanna now challenge this again the other way. You know, like what happens if I do eat meat now? Will I feel sick? And so I ate a burger one day and yeah, like this is the first meat that I've eaten in, in so long, so long. And I'm telling you, I felt like Superman. Yeah, just sitting there eating this burger. Like I said to you, I, I was thinking, it's been so long since I've eaten meat. Am I gonna feel sick now? Do you know what I mean? And, and during this period of time, it wasn't just the health, like the direct health consequences. It was also this spiritual idea of like, what is it to eat an animal that has been bred just to be eaten, you know? How does that make me any better than, than the people who I used to believe were evil? The people who run the show, you see. And so there's almost like this spiritual element of, well, if I eat this burger, if I eat this meat, 
like, am I going to feel sick? But am I going to be sick? Do you know what I mean? In a way. But I was like, well, this is what it's all about, man. Just challenging what I think I know. So <laughs> I thought I knew I had to eat meat. Now I think I definitely don't need meat. Let's, let's try again. So I ate this burger. And yeah, within, within moments, I felt like magic. Yeah. Now you can say, oh, that's just a placebo effect. That's a psychological thing. Um, you, your mind has associated meat with, with health. Even though you've been not doing that for 12 or 18 months, there's still this element of your brain or of your mind associating the meat with health. So you, it's just, it's not like a physical thing that you're better off. It's just a mental thing. You could make that case. But that's, that's not what I think was happening. I think maybe there are some constituent parts to, to what we call meat, whether you want to call it protein or whatever. There's something that maybe that maybe a non-meat-based diet might be lacking, or at least my non-meat uh, diet was lacking, because I was eating tons of uh, fruit and vegetables and nuts and other things, but but maybe I was missing something because I wasn't a um, disciplined enough or dedicated enough person. So maybe you can go completely without meat and not be lacking those nutrients, and it was just in my case I was lacking them, and the burger. Was, um, was replenishing them, that is possible. I mean, like obviously I don't know. All I can do is go my best inference based on what I've experienced, what I've seen, what I know. So, so that's what I thought happened. I was like, man, I feel too good. And I did, I felt like magic, finished the burger, felt like I could run through a brick wall at that stage. And, and you have to bear in mind too, at that stage, I was in very good shape, even, even better shape than I'm in now. Like I was probably two or three kilos lighter and in about the same muscle mass, I would say, as I am now. And, um, and I was fitter. I was running more back then as well. So I was in really good shape at that time. And, and then, so to already have that uh, base of fitness and then to, to eat something, and then you just feel like, wow, where has this been all my life? Like, just this amazing feeling. It led me to infer that perhaps some meat is, at least for me, beneficial. So then I got back into the habit of having meat every now and then. And then fast forward another uh, couple of years and I'm, having, I'm now eating meat almost every day, which I think is excessive. Uh, but where I live, or where I'm staying at the moment, uh, my, if I'm not disciplined enough, I'm always gonna be eating out. If I'm eating out, there's certain options that are available. And, and so that's what I'm doing. So if someone came to me today and they said, JLB, do you think we need to eat meat? I would say, well, we don't need it. I mean, I went 12 or 18 months without it and I was fine. I don't think we need it, but maybe some is beneficial. That's what I would say. That's my position today. However, I know people who are vegans, they don't call themselves vegans, but that's, if you look at what they actually do and don't eat, that's what they would be called by somebody else. They obviously just don't like the term or they think most vegans are clowns, which is true. So they don't call themselves vegans, but they lead a vegan lifestyle and they're incredibly healthy. Some of the healthiest people I've ever met in my life. I've met many people in my life. Two of the healthiest people I've ever met in real life, in person, don't eat animal products at all. And, and they're much older than me, but they're in incredibly good physical shape and good mental shape, I would say. And they don't eat meat at all. But then on the flip side of that, I also know some people who have experimented with only eating meat. Only eating meat. That's it. And... Small sample size, but their results were also pretty phenomenal. Good, good phenomenal. So I'm, I've come to this position that, that maybe it's, it's not so much the, the food itself, but it's the belief, 
If you believe that you're taking care of your body and if you believe you're eating well and if you are conscientious about what you're putting into your body, I think that in and of itself might lead to good uh, health outcomes. Almost like a mind over matter in a sense. The, the two or three minute explanation I've just given you might not be sufficient for you to fully understand what I'm trying to say, but hopefully it gives you some idea of where I'm at now with, uh, with all of this. Jerry Gergich says, you would have no problem walking up to a cow and killing it yourself, question mark. I don't think I spoke about, I don't think I spoke about that, so I'm not sure why you're asking me that question. Uh, original Simulant is in the live chat, good to see OS there as well. Uh, Jerry, I don't know, I mean, Jerry, you tell us, are you, so you're, am I to understand that you are a vegan? And that you're one of those people who thinks those of us who are not vegans are evil? I'll just be upfront about it, it's cool, I mean, you're not, no one's going to ban you in the live chat. Just, just be upfront and tell us what you believe. Like, I've just spent several minutes telling you what I believe. You tell us what you believe, what, what is the point that you're trying to get at? Because this happens a lot with live chats and with the comment section of my videos. Is these people come along and there's something they want to say, but they don't say it. They just, they dance around with these questions or statements with a question mark. And it's like, well, just, just say what you believe. What's the, why are you dancing around? You're, you're fully entitled, even if your opinion is different to mine. You're entitled to have it. Just, just be direct. What is the point that you're trying to make? And I'll see if I can respond to it. So let me think, uh, 9 o'clock, I did say that I wanted to talk about Archimedean Eye. <clears throat> Pardon me, I did say that I wanted to talk about Archimedean Eye's uh, comment on a recent video. The problem is I don't remember exactly what video it was. So let me see if I can remember. Uh, just give me one second, I'll see if I can bring this up. It's always a problem dealing with um, OBS is... The way that it works, the, the system that I'm using to, to broadcast this is called OBS. And many of you have used it, you know, it's a very cool program, it's free, it's fantastic. When you're trying to uh, live stream with it, I try and use one window for, for what you guys see and one window for what I see. And, and so by doing that, I can avoid the double sounds that sometimes happen. And I can also avoid having things double up on the screen. It just makes things look better for you and it makes it more easy for me. But then I have to keep swapping over what window I'm using. So just bear with me here. I'm going to see if I can find the video. I'll be back in one second and I'll try to avoid any dead air. But it's hard to, it's hard to talk while you're, while you're working on this stuff. You know what I mean? Hopefully you can uh, understand that. So where, where are my videos? Hold on a second. Let me go find this. If I go here and go back. It was on a recent video. Maybe if I just go to comments, I'll just scroll through the comments and find it. Let's have a look here. Ah, commit. Here it is. Okay, so it was on sources for original thought. So let me think. How can I bring this up on the screen so you guys can see it? I know. I will go to the comment on the my window. Hold on a second. We're almost there. I've got it worked out. Paste and go. Yeah, where's the time go, guys? I only just sat down. It's already 90 minutes. Crazy stuff. So let me bring this back up on the window then. Alright, so this, this was a video I uploaded a few days ago called Sources for Original Thoughts and Questions. And in it, I was trying to promote some of the members of my website who have their own YouTube channels or websites or this kind of thing. And this is a new member of my site and he's got a channel 
and he calls himself Reverend N.D. And so I played a clip of one of his videos where he was talking about the hospital hoax. And in the comments section, Archimedean I said the following. Let me zoom in on this so that you can read along if you are so interested. Archimedean I says it's been almost two years since my mum died from cancer in palliative care. I've only just worked up the courage to read through her little medical diary she kept during the last 18 years of her life. It's an absolute horror show of going from doctor to doctor, dozens and dozens of scans, horrific symptoms, long lists of medications and above all, total trust in the experts and medical authority. Only once her health was completely ruined and life enjoyment hit a 2 out of 10 did she say no more to chemo and 14 pills per day. So again, the context here is that Reverend ND and myself, we were talking about the medical hoax, the way that it is a medical industry. It's an industry. It's a place where people make money, professional people make money. Lots of people make lots of money. And they do it by convincing people that they are sick and that they can fix them. Okay, you've got this illness and we can fix it. It's going to require intervention from this specialist and this specialist. You're going to have to take these pills and these pills or have these injections, get these treatments. So all of these things add up, all right? It's almost like a spider web. And once you get stuck in one part of the web, you're stuck in the whole part of the web now because you'll get referred from here to there to there. And all of these people are making money. All of these people are making money. No one's working there for free. None of them. Zero. Zero. They're all there for money. Nothing wrong with being there for money. But you have to understand that's what they're there for. And what do they get money doing? Do they get money saying, no, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. Just have a better attitude. Get a bit more sunlight get a bit more of a, a varied diet or stop eating so much processed food and you'll be fine. No, there's no money in that. There's money in, I'll send you to this specialist. This specialist says you've got this particular problem, but they need to get scans done by this person who's, who does these special scans. Oh, we've got this treatment. This treatment is paid for by the pharmaceutical benefit scheme. So it's not going to cost you more than a few dollars a month. You're going to be fine. The taxpayer will pick up the rest of the bill. Okay, that might not cost you too much money, but someone's paying these people. And these people's money is dependent on you being sick, right? And so our committee and I, that's what they're talking about. They've, they've shared this story of their own mother's uh, problems with cancer. So the comment goes on. The difficulty is that when your health degrades to that point, trusting the experts seems a far safer bet to most people than listening to some hippie or weirdo person, as she would have said. Bless her. So this is true as well, because a lot of people peddling alternative health, they are charlatans as well, right? So a lot of people are stuck with this problem of, if I go to the doctors, they're going to suffer all these problems, make me take these pills that make me sicker. They openly admit these pills will make me sick or the chemo will make me sick, right? So I go to people who will make me sicker and they claim it'll make me better long term. Or I can go to these people who claim they can make me better now, but, but look at them, you know what I mean? These, these alternative health people, many of them are clearly, obviously charlatans. You can just, like you have this inner sense, you know you're talking or listening to a charlatan. So they're, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, aren't they? And you can't blame them for going with the conditioning, which is to trust the doctors. <clears throat> Again, pardon me, uh, thanks for uh, bearing with my, my voice. It's, uh, it's only getting worse. I, um, it's only getting worse, but uh, I've been having fun. I'm beginning to wonder if there is some sort of critical relationship between belief in authority and our overall perception of this place and ourselves. It seems to be what defines an NPC at the root. In their mind, they have either memorized the answers from an expert, or they are confident the expert knows all there is to know. Thus, they can carry on with their life, and there are no great mysteries. 
When I go about my normie job and interact with certain family members, I really feel as if I'm talking to an actor. For real, it actually feels as if I'm talking to an actor. No exaggeration at all. That is the best way to describe it. I don't think it's ever possible to shake off this perception of the world once you have it. It's as if I'm in some sort of movie observing actors act. And every once in a while I bump into someone real. And that was the part of the comment that resonated with me when I first read it. This idea of when you're talking to people, if they're just repeating scripts, right? if they're just parroting mantras, the talking points that they've been given about Trump's trade war or... Um, you know, you have to go to the doctor if you get cancer. Or if you're sick and the doctor says you've got cancer, you have to take the chemo because if you don't, you know, you're crazy. What are you, a hippie? Or, or any of this stuff that people just parrot. They don't, they don't think about it. There's no thought. And when you notice that they're all the same, they're all parroting the same stuff, okay, there's no original thought among them, even, even among so-called awake people. They just start parroting new mantras, right? They adopt this new belief system. Oh, now they're all going to be part of the flat earth. Or, oh, now they're all going to start blaming the Jews or the Jesuits or the Freemasons, right? Or, oh, the, the elites are all evil and they're all pedophiles. Any of these mantras that they parrot, that's not original thought. They've just found new mantras to parrot, new scripts. And when you notice this, when you notice, hold on, these people aren't progressing. These people are showing no, there's no evidence in their behavior that they're actually doing any work internally. They've got no external work to show either. They're just parrots. They're just reading scripts or parroting scripts parroting mantras once you notice that you can see I mean I don't have to tell you this some of you know exactly what I'm talking about some of you know exactly what our committee and I is talking about it's like hold on who the, who the hell are these people what the hell's going on here you know you, you spend your whole life thinking that everyone most people are intelligent and thoughtful and they have ideas of their own and then you realise no they don't no they don't most of them have no thoughts of their own whatsoever okay they, then they don't think about things they don't progress they don't sit there and reflect, why do I believe this? Is it worth trying something different or, or entertaining a different one? They don't do this. Don't you realize this? Yeah, how do you make sense of the world? And it sounds like Archimedes and I, the way they've made sense of it is they feel like everyone around them is an actor. They're not saying that everyone is an actor. They're saying that's how it feels. I, on the other hand, the way it makes sense to me, the way that I make sense of all of this is they're non-player characters, okay? This realm that we're in, whatever it is, however we got here, however I got here, I've been put here among a majority of people who are no different in form or function from non-player characters, no different. But at the same time, there does seem to be fellow player characters, people who are self-reflective, right? The, the evidence of their behavior and the work that they release especially, it, it seems to me, the evidence seems clear, no, this person is progressing, this person is thoughtful, which I used to think we all are. So there seems to be a small group of us who do exist, who are capable of self-reflection in, in a dialogue, in a monologue. That sound in the background, I think, is fireworks. Oh, today's a public holiday here in um, Vietnam. Today's a public holiday. It's some special day. So that's fireworks in the background. So these people who, who are capable of thought and progression and self-reflection, there does appear to be some of us, but we appear to be in a tiny, tiny minority. Now, why would this be the case? Or what, what can we, what's the corollary, what follows from that? Well, the way I see it, what's wrong with you? What if, what if we are in a world of non-player characters? What if the majority of them are non-player characters? Is that a bad thing? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe it's actually kind of cool. 
and, and I've spoken at length on this topic in the past. I did a live stream actually on this very topic when I was still in Kuala Lumpur. So that must have been three months ago now. I did a live stream on this very topic called non-player characters versus the flat earth or something like this. I'll try to remember to link to that in the info box below if you want to go and listen to that. But yeah, basically, I'm not saying that we are in a simulation or that we are in a video game. I'm just saying that's how I make sense of it, of, of these people is is thinking, well, what would I expect from them if they were non-player characters? Literally, if they were, what would I expect of them? That's what I expect of these people. And, and that seems to give me the best results because it makes, it explain their behavior far better than thinking that they're a thoughtful person who just isn't thinking today on this particular topic. Really, you really believe that that guy can press a red button and really? If you, if you, if you attack, if you approach this from, oh, this is a thoughtful person who just hasn't thought through this one, you're going to be frustrated because it's going to happen time and time and time again. Whereas if you think, well, hold on, this is just a non-play character. They just repeat whatever they've been programmed with. Now it all makes perfect sense. It all makes perfect sense. This is just a bot. I'm talking to a bot right now. And this guy talking about the trade war, bot. Yeah? This guy who's convinced that Orange Man bad, bot. Okay, he's a bot, right? This person who is absolutely convinced that man walked on the moon, bot, right? They're all bots. They're just parroting what they've been told to parrot. Now, the only objection I get to this is, oh, but didn't you used to believe those things? And this is the whole point. Yeah, I did. And then I started questioning these things. The whole point is that these people don't question that stuff. If they were capable, they'd have done it by now. And they haven't done it. They're not going to do it, right? Same with all these people who seem like they're awake because they know one or two truths, but they still believe all the rest of it. If they came to understand the truth about a particular topic because they were thinking, they would have kept thinking and realized the other truths as well. But no, they got stuck at the moon landings, right? They realize the moon landings are fake, but they still believe that outer space is real. Well, why? Why is that? Because they never thought about the moon landings and about space. They just found new mantras to parrot. They just adopted someone else's belief system. If they were really thinking, they would eventually start thinking, well, hold on, what evidence do I have that outer space is real at all? And they would have realized they've got none. And they would have stopped believing in space, which is what I've done. So when people come back to me and they say, oh, but didn't you used to believe those things? It's like, yeah, I did. And the whole point is now I don't because I questioned those things. I challenged them. I was willing to accept that I was wrong. Most of the lemmings cannot and will not do that. And that is why I say they're no different in form or function from robots. They just say and do what they've been programmed to say and do. That's all. And that's all I'll ever do. And it doesn't make them bad people. And many of them are very happy. They're productive. Their families love them. They're good. There's no problem. But in terms of me trying to have an intellectual conversation with them, why would I do that? Why would you try and have an intellectual conversation with a robot? It's pointless, in my opinion. So let me go and get the uh, live comments and then we'll wrap this one up. What else is going on in the live comments? Oh, we've got a few comments now. Don't tell me this is all arguing about veganism, though. Uh, Jerry says, yes, he's a vegan for the animals. I think it's a huge part of following natural law. What is natural law? Tell me, I'm here to learn. What is natural law? Um, Barry says there is no such thing as natural law. Barry, uh, I don't know who you are. It's nice to have you in the live chat. Let's see. Take Nonosis says that laws are in fact a hoax. Jerry, yes, Jerry is a vegan. I mean, that's cool. I mean, if you're a vegan, that's cool. I've got, I personally have no objections to to that belief system. And if you're healthy, if you're physically healthy and, and mentally and spiritually healthy, eschewing all animal products, I think that's really cool. I've got no issue with it at all. Um, 
Yeah, so that's what they're talking about in the live chat, but I don't really feel like talking about veganism today. And hopefully what I did say conveyed my, my sentiments on the matter. So let me wrap up this show then. Before I do, another thing I need to talk about is if you've enjoyed the 37 Things Normies Believe, go and read the full piece for yourself. I'll link to that in the info box below. If you're a member of JohnTheBond.com, go and check out the video review where I went into much more detail, particularly about the first 10 items on the list. And like I said, I think this is about one hour, maybe a bit longer, and it's both a video and a podcast. And the, the 10 items that I go through in that one are Earth and life. So humans evolved over many millions of years from simple species. I explain what the masses believe, what I used to believe, and why I no longer believe that. Because in, in this presentation today, all I've done is just say what the normies believe. I haven't gone into much detail about what I believe. But in that presentation, the one that is available to all members right now, I go into detail about what they believe and what I now believe and why, the reasons why. So humans evolved over many, over many millions of years from simpler species. <clears throat> Pardon me again. Let me try that again. Humans evolved over many millions of years from simpler species. There we go. I used to believe that, no longer do. Physical matter is mostly empty space, including our own bodies. This is what we call atomic theory. It's a hoax. There are about 7 billion humans alive today. It's now almost 8 billion. This, this article is only three years old and now the story is almost 8 billion. They're changing the story rapidly. And most people are just hopeless, man. Absolutely hopeless. Oh, 8 billion. Oh, 9 billion. They'll, they'll believe anything. It's sig the number of people on Earth today is significantly less than that. And I'll explain why I say that. Number four, Earth is a gigantic spinning ball hurtling through the infinite fastness of space. I explain why that is a hoax. Humans have sent objects into space and walked on the face of the moon. Also a hoax. Intelligent life likely exists on other planets such as Mars. Hoax. A variety of lizard bird creatures dominated the Earth's landscape millions of years ago. Dinosaurs are a hoax. Nobody died, nobody got hurt, period. That's a fact. Once they died, these lizard birds eventually turned into the oil, which is now extracted from the earth for fuel. That's a complete hoax. Just wait till you find out where oil really comes from. Just you wait. Uh, this oil is a limited and largely non-renewable commodity and is running out. Yeah, just, just wait till you find out where oil really comes from. One day, you will find out. And the earth's climate is changing dangerously due to human emission of gases like carbon dioxide and methane. So those are the items that I go into much more detail about in the video review, which is available right now to all members of JohnTheBond.com. I'll link to that in the info box as well. But if you're not a member and you have no capacity to join as a member, just read the article. And uh, the article has all the items listed in dot point. At least that will be a good start for you. And if you are considering membership with JohnTheBond.com, there has never been a better time than right now. Check out some of these testimonials. Some of the things that people have been saying uh, about my website and about the work that I'm doing and the Discord server and the work that other people are doing as well now, contributing their own member pieces. It's been phenomenal. It's been truly phenomenal. And uh, yeah, this this little path that I'm on was uh, lonely for a long time, but now it's it feels as though there are other people who get it and who truly appreciate it. And it means a lot to me. So big thanks to Hando and to Al and to Diapi and to Mum with Sons and to Laura Mars and to Take No Gnosis and to all of the other members who have left uh, positive things on the website. It's, it's phenomenal. Thank you very much to all of you. And if you're thinking of joining, the, uh, the membership is available right now. This is Australian dollars and the Australian dollar has tanked. So $60 of my money, if you're an American, is $40 of your money. It's nothing. Or if you want to sign up as a MOOC member and just get access to 
a smaller range of material, still enough to keep you busy for months, uh, go and check that out. $9.11 per month is like $6 of your money, which is practically nothing. Practically nothing, and you get access to a whole ton of material. What do you get as a MOOC member? You get my piece, The Wizards of New York, an introduction. You get part one of that, where I explain that 9-11 was a revelation of the man behind the curtain. 9-11 was a made-of-TV movie. Transcending 9-11, where I look at the esoteric elements of 9-11, what was really being conveyed with this gigantic piece of performance art. And the conspiracy ego trip framework, where I go into a lot of detail about what I mean when I say that I think most people are no different in form or function from robots, and what that means for us, how we lead our lives, how I lead my life. So I give you access to part one of every one of those pieces, and then I give you access to higher levels of the hoax hierarchy, Illuminati card game analysis, the first couple parts of that. The History Hoax series, you get complete access, even as just a MOOC member, to the History Hoax material. Because this is, I don't want to say it's the most important material on the website, but I think it probably has a, a more profound effect on people when they see... When I say that history is a hoax and here's the reasons why, when they see the, the, the research that's gone into me saying that and the connections, I think it's uh, very important. So you get complete access to the History Hoax material as a MOOC member. This, again, this is $6 American, you get all of this. Articles and videos and podcasts. And then a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So that's all available right now. You can check out the links to that in the info box below. And once again, if you sign up, you get access to 37 Things Normies Believe Review Part 1 which is the video review. So it's similar to what I did earlier in this, but I go into far more detail in that piece. That's an edited video, so that's where I recorded it, put in a whole bunch of inserts and all this information to make this nice presentation, and uh, that's available right now as well. So let me do one more read-through of the live chat comments. Anything else? Let's see, here we go. Original Simulant asks, how much of the idea of placebo effect do you think is a hoax? Uh, I don't think the placebo effect is a hoax. Do you, OS? Do you believe placebo effect is a hoax? Because I'm, I'm all ears, man. I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm a blank canvas on all of these topics. Someone says to me they think placebo effect is a hoax. I'm like, okay, cool. Explain to me why you'd say that. But I don't, I don't think you really believe that. So I'm not sure why you are writing that. But maybe you do believe that. Please. By all means, I'm all ears. Uh, let's see. Barry Mansfield says that Dave Johnson's Dresden research is a true breakthrough. Uh, but I think a good one to look into now would be the various attacks on Polish cities. Barry, eventually in time, you'll come to understand that war is a hoax. So forget about the whole hoax. Forget about Poland and Germany and what happened in continental Europe, you know, for those few years of what we call World War II. Forget all of that. That's, that's red herring stuff. All of war is a hoax, okay? All of it. It's a hoax. This idea that comes into your mind when people talk about war... This idea of men trying to kill each other on opposing sides from two or more nations trying to take over each other or defend themselves from being taken over, that's a hoax. That never happened. Ever. Never. Never did that happen. Not last century. Not this century. Not two millennia ago. Okay? Didn't happen. And there's not going to be a third world war. There's no third war coming. There was no second or first war. There's no other... It's not real. It's never been real. War's a hoax. Period. Let's see. Well, I think that'll do us for today. So I want to thank each of you who've left comments in the live stream chat for coming out. I'll try and give more warning for the next one of these. And um, yeah, I'll pick topics ahead of time. So today was 37 Things Normies Believe. Who knows what it'll be next time. I might start going through different articles on the website 
and just giving an outline of them so people have a better idea of what's going on there. Because the, the back catalogue of member material now is, is huge. And so many of the YouTube audience are basically oblivious. You know, so they, they see me making these silly videos where I wear the hat and the sunnies and, and I say that Epstein is a hoax or um, Ferdinand Magellan is a hoax or something like this. And it's, you know, this, this, is, this is not even the tip of the iceberg. You know, this is just me promoting my other work. And that other work many of you are oblivious to. And that's through no fault of your own, but if you're not a member, how would you know what's there? So a lot of the stuff I'm talking about, the other members of my site and myself, we're all on the same page. We might not all agree about things, but we're all at least all on the same page. Whereas when I'm making YouTube videos, it's like, well, I'm talking to a different audience, aren't I? Because there's just so much that you haven't seen that you're not aware of. So maybe if I do more of these live streams where I just give an outline of a piece, it'll help to um, at least bring you up to speed on some of these ideas. So that'll do us for today. Let me go back to the main, uh, the main page here, johnlebon.com. Yeah, this is the main page, johnlebon.com. If you're interested in any of what I've said today, go and check the links in the info box to different podcasts that I've released, different pages that are available. And uh, I, think, I think that's everything, man. Yeah, I think I've done this in, in about two hours, so that's all right. So again, thanks to all the supporters of johnlebon.com. They all know who they are. This is them right here, the super agents. And the full members, without them, none of this would be possible. I would read through the names right now, but uh, my voice has been struggling all day. It's been a big, big, long weekend here in beautiful Saigon, Vietnam. Yes, a big, crazy, long weekend. So, uh, yes, that's it. John Le Bon on the 2nd of September 2019. Thanks for your attention. Check the links in the info box below. And uh, see, I always stuff this up. When I'm meant to be doing my sign-off, I'm meant to have my finger on the stop broadcast button. See, I'm still, still a bit rusty getting back into the habit. Let me get my finger on the pulse, as it were. Let's try this again. So, uh, yeah, John LeBond, September 2, 2019. This has been 37 Things Normies Believe, an overview, an outline. We got through about half of it, and uh, maybe we'll come back into the other half at some point in the future, but I'm going to go and enjoy the last day of a long weekend here in Saigon, and hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your week as well. And until next time, remember... No more monkey business.